Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm Seth. I'm Jenna. I'm Chris. I'm Charles. And uh, we're welcoming Chris with us for the first time. He's going to help us uh, get through this episode uh, where we're going to be talking about the new movie Ad Astra starring uh, Brad Pitt and uh, Tommy Lee Jones and uh, Donald Sutherland. Although Donald Sutherland's not in it for very long. I feel like he's in there for the trailer. Like he's in there yeah. to pop up in the trailer yeah. to make you want to watch it. Yeah. I hey, thought it was. It's like Space Cowboys. It's got yeah. Tommy Lee Jones, Donald Sutherland. No. <laughs> yes. Well, I think it's safe to say that we all actually really love the movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, well, maybe some I of us I like the didn't. music. I, I did eh, like it. It didn't earn its music. I did like it. <laughs> I read some fun reviews. Yeah? What was no, your... no, I just say. Uh-huh, There's nothing, nothing like this kind of movie to make the reviews sparkle. Nice. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah, so Charles didn't make it, but the rest of us saw it together Friday Indeed. night. And um, it wasn't a very long movie. Thank God. Which I am sorry about. It could have been longer. I would have stayed sure, to see but more But maybe that's what would have made you care more about it. Yeah. I'm still under the impression that potentially there's a lot of deeper, more uh, engaging backstory that some producers like, no, the masses will never like it. We need to make as much money. Cut, 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 cut. Hmm. I think you're giving this... the more credit to the writer of this movie than he deserves. So what's interesting about that, I was talking to my wife, Gina, that night when I got home and said, I was talking through the movie and how I just was missing something. And she came to the same conclusion, actually. She (laughs) said, maybe there will be like an extended cut that adds some scenes that maybe helps with some of that. But I'm not sure it can really recover. And I guess we'll talk about some of that. I've always thought that was movies in general. Yeah. I don't, because I know, I've been at the point where I don't, I don't want to pay six or whatever it is. How to Eight go bucks. to go sit? Yeah, to go sit for just an hour and a half, if that. Because there's no way you can't have character development in that. Not really. Yeah, yeah you, really you can if you like. You really movie, could have if your characters ah. are good. Like but if your writing is good, you your can, writing's good. You've got an hour and a half. You fo- usually you're supposed maybe, to... but I, any anything that's been good, I've wished it was longer. Yeah. Anything that's bad, if it was a little longer, I could have left in the middle. Well, I mean, let's just take, like, Iron Man, though. They did some good character development in that fir- very first, first Marvel movie. Like, yeah. it doesn't take that many scenes to establish that Tony Stark is stuck-up, arrogant, privileged. And then, you like, in the next few scenes, you see him, like, fall and be humbled. And then for the rest of the movie, you see him building himself back up. That's a really good character arc. This movie didn't have that. Well, in the so very, let's go to I the think beginning. it did, because in the very first scene... We see him walk out, and he's working on this stratospheric antenna array that extends from the Earth's surface up through the stratosphere. Spoiler! Spoiler! Yeah. Oh yes. Spoilers for this whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. All oh, sorry. Spoilers. It, it can't be helped. No. So, sorry. Not sorry. So we're... you see him walk out on this tower, and 
you know, I, th I thought that opening scene was amazing because it starts off inside of a facility and you don't know where it is it, on Earth or whatever. I assumed it was an orbital space station at first. This yeah. was actually part that I did like. I liked the first five minutes. Well, I hey. thought he was getting suited up to go on a launch. Well, yeah, me too. Yeah, that's so what here's, kind of the yeah. impression of. There's also a loss because I could have sworn the actor who plays Agent Smith in The Matrix is one of the guys he sees in that lobby room before oh. he goes on his space spot. Oh, giving him the thumbs up? Yeah. Don't I'm saying that whole movie is part the of the Matrix. <laughs> but that's because you know he's that been so much, yeah. That would have been so much more interesting. But like he's getting walked to go do this walk. To obviously, there's a lot of people on this multi-tower antenna to take care of it, maintain it, do daily checks, and that explosion. You're just like, oh nope, nope. Now, even before well, so the explosions, he, the walk is like, nope, nope. Mm -mm, anyway, mm -mm. so he walks out of this facility that you think is maybe a launch facility on the ground mm -hmm. or something, and he walks out, and suddenly he's on this like gantry that's looks like it's in orbit over the Earth, but then as you walk over the edge and he starts climbing down and the camera follows him and looks down, you see the tower extends all the way down to the Earth. And there's people in astronaut uniforms kind of all around it, working on it, doing the maintenance, mm -hmm. like Jenna said. And uh, so he's climbing down to do some maintenance, and at that point, there's these bright energy flashes, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, things all over the globe just start going haywire, and of course, the antenna ray starts to explode. And this is the surge. Yeah, and so he he makes it to a shut-off point where he kills some electricity in order to save as much of it as possible, but so much of it's fallen apart, a lot of the astronauts are getting knocked off the tower Bail and just out. plummeting to the Earth. And this is where we learn about our main character's superpower. He isn't excitable. Right. So he falls, and the whole way down, Chris, you want to do yeah, a he, narration he calmly, calmly is basically like, look, I managed to shut off the power. I'm in a tailspin. Trying not to black to out. Earth. I might I'm going to try out. not to black out. Maybe I'll see you on the other side. Chris, you know. Chris, I think you're doing it with too much emotion. <laughs> you're right, actually. I <laughs> Did I leave the oven on? This, this scene was, was very, on. very calm. So the, no. the, the action going on the screen... Was was ex kind of exciting. Yeah. However, the shot was Brad amazing. Brad Pitt's role here was yeah. The shot was amazing. Brad Pitt's role here was showed no emotion at all. Just report back to comms. Yeah. What's so happening? For Hopes he doesn't black out. Right. I'm not gonna black out. Hopefully I don't. Mm -hmm. For those don't who die. may not realize uh, or who would understand this, the big thing about him, I guess, his heart rate never goes above 80 beats per minute. Like, in all, like, through all this explosion, because this is one of the things that he gets commended for when he survives the fall is, you, you keep your cool, You know, your heart rate has never gone up 80 beats pretty yep, above Yeah, kept his cool the entire I way mean, down to Earth. Like, I guess yeah. in defense of this movie, my heart rate never went above 80 beats per minute during the whole thing. <laughs> well, it, and, it, and it sounds to me, though, like, um, that would have been a good point for a flashback where he's diagnosed as being on the spectrum. That would have been so interesting. <laughs> and and if he would have gone, yeah. kind of like you said, oh yeah, and by the way, the laundry needs to be... But is he know. on the spectrum or is he just a sociopath? <coughs> that would have been interesting too. But that could be, they could have given us an opportunity a to kind super of guess sociopath. on that, giving us some yeah. younger experience as a kid. I think they did some. though, in, in when he's doing his psych evaluations, because he... 
throughout the the show, he has to do these psych evaluations, mm-hmm. and I got the impression that he's just doing it to like a computer that's analyzing his voice and what he's just. All right, it's not really listening to him. Yeah, it's it's not really listening to him. It's just seeing is he excited. Oh, and the whole thing, he's just talking about you know, um, I'm steady, I'm calm, I'm ready for the mission. I slept ahead. okay. Mm-hmm. I'll focus on the mission to the exclusion of everything else. Only the major details are going to be important. Yep. Um, I'm not going to let my personal life interrupt my uh, my mission. As in the as you get flashbacks of obviously his wife leaving him. And then yeah, so beep your your uh, psychological analysis has been accepted. Pretty much yeah. in the same flat monotone. Yeah. When you said that, was not, that not like congratulations or anything. Felt like that was glass right. from been portal. Accepted <laughs> right. Again. Close. Right. Yeah. I, I was trying. Yeah. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's interesting because they, they did set it pretty early yeah. on, his character development, in the first five, ten minutes, who he was, the mission is everything. Right. Nothing else really matters. The, which which is like his father, which we find out is pretty sorry. much what yeah, his father's thing. Yeah, which is developed into that, yeah. Right. Like, but that goes back to, is it Spectrum, is it Sociopath? Because ultimately, for our audience, who may not have seen it, and they're already engaged in these spoiler alerts, his mission is to try and connect with his father who disappeared and they think he's the one who's causing the surges from Neptune where his spacecraft disappeared and the mission of that spacecraft had been... Go out to Neptune and... Find uh, extraterrestrial life. Which is, I felt like they should have done more to tell us why because they start with this text that... Well, they, they do. Earth, no, they don't tell us enough. They say yeah, they Earth just... looks to the stars for... Extraterrestrial life or help? Why? Yeah, oh, they said that, no. They said they were trying to get away from the influence of the sun. They were going no, out no, no, to no, the no, heliopause. No. Why, why were close to the heliopause? No, why then, were we looking for spending all this time, effort, and money into looking for extraterrestrial life? Yeah. Right. Like why, why send the Lima product? Like yeah. we know why they yeah. sent it out there yeah. so you could get out beyond the helio phase. But, uh, but why do it in the first place? Why do it, why are we looking to the stars so heavily? You get the you get these hints that it has to do with conflict. We're looking for something. Um, we're looking for something other than the conflict that we're doing and, and uh, the issues of Earth, and we're right. probably destroying the planet. But they don't get into any of that because yeah. we're also Actually, looking for a father son relationship in science fiction movies <laughs> like, again. <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah. Well, that's I why I went. I went. Uh, no, this yes, is. it is exactly I, that. I, again. That's fact, why I thought I mentioned this to Sean and Chris earlier. Is that you? I saw. Did it again? You were doing so good. Like, where's the I counter, was. Linda? Well, where's the counter that, that shows days? Do it on purpose. Days oh. as Bill has called Seth Sean. You know this is going to make John super happy, right? Yes, yes. He'll be, he'll be flipping Set cartwheels. Back to zero. But, sorry, sorry. Um, so you were making the point to us earlier. So I was making the point to you guys earlier that uh, I saw some parallels between this and Star Wars in that Luke's journey vis-a-vis his, his father is similar to Roy, who the role played by Brad Pitt in finding out about his father. So in Star Wars, of course, Luke um, grows up thinking his father's this great Jedi, right? And that um, he was murdered and betrayed by Darth Vader and killed. And so he wants to be like his father and he wants to avenge his father. Except... And Roy similarly grows up believing that his father's a hero because his father went on this Lima mission 
uh, disappeared gave his 30 life years ago, Everyone supposedly gave his dead. life. He's I seen as a great insight. hero. Without even seeing the movie, I just had an insight. Because both Luke and, and the, the actor that later played Darth Vader is in the youth um, really overacted quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're going to have... Christensen. Yeah, so if you're going to oh, have yeah. another sci-fi movie with a father-son relationship, yeah. you just want them to underact. But, that's I mean, right. once again, <laughs> Star Wars, like, that that's an old story. Like, that's a story that's been told a lot of times. Sure. But Star Wars had space wizards and laser swords and death pew, stars. Pew, 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 pew. I know. <laughs> but this was supposed to be a reality-based film. But... Oh, really? In the near future. We can talk about how this was really based in reality. Here, here's well, the, all right. the thing that I thought was kind of an interesting twist in all of that, though. It's not... The the movie feels long and draw out, and there's these long, silent absences that are supposed to let you relay like, the reality of what astronauts will face yeah. when they yeah. go into deep Extended space. Extended space travel, and yeah. His father, which is probably who is probably the best at what he does, and probably a sociopath as well, who could Definitely. take it, who could take the impact and go and be alone for God knows how long um, in deep space after murdering the rest of his crew, who he we said tried tried to mutiny. Like they, it just makes you go into this complex, like you this unraveling of I'm an intelligent person, I know what's best. They can't recognize their own. Insanity is creeping in because of the infect the effects of the environment. I thought that was neat. Mm -hmm. All right, so uh, going back, uh, the Earth has been hit by a surge that uh, has disabled disabled a lot of uh, our equipment and is starting to cause a lot of deaths and other of our space infrastructure and, suffering from it. And as far as a lot of deaths, uh, I think at one point they showed like 40 plus thousand. 46,000 yeah. yeah, and 46, counting. 46,000 and counting. But, so this was, this was becoming a meaningful impact. Yeah. But it threatened, as we learn when they bring uh, uh, Brad Pitt's character Roy into the briefing room, this is something that actually threatens all life on Earth. Well, in the whole entire solar system, because Mars right. as well. Yeah, in the whole solar system. Mars and the moon. Yeah, because his dad, they sent him out with an antimatter reactor, which is how he got out to Neptune. Uh, they sent him out, and it's apparently the source of these surges. Yes. So they need to, they want to send him to Mars to send a message to his dad asking him to stop. Yeah, they believe he, like, somehow weaponized it, am I remembering yeah. that correctly? Yeah. yeah. So, like, that, that uh, takes us up. They, so they are going, first they have to send him to the moon. Top secret mission. Top secret mission to the moon because they don't want to tell people that you know they're. It's for uh, space command doesn't want to tell people that they they gave a, a psychopath a uh, antimatter. Well, they don't reactor. want his father to know he's still alive. The the public story is his father died. Everyone on Lima Project died. Oh yeah, right. And he's mm -hmm. a hero. And he goes to the moon as a tourist. He's flying tourist class, which. <laughs> one of the funny parts of the show is he's he's on the ship and they ask him if he wants. Crackers and a and a glass pill of water. Oh, a pillow and a blanket. blanket. Pill, right. yeah. He asked for a pillow and a blanket, and she's like, "Yes, two hundred and fifty dollars." Hey, it was one hundred and twenty-five dollars. Oh, right. <laughs> one hundred and twenty-five dollars. Which, I mean, on a trip to the moon, like, yeah. that's I mean, still gonna be pretty pricey. He better yeah. freaking keep that as yeah. a souvenir. But yeah. it was still kind of that. That was and a part that, that was <laughs> the, 
That was one of the only parts of the movie I laughed at that I figured they meant me to laugh at. Uh, I agree with you there. That was probably one of the few yeah. chuckles that I had. There, there are parts when they there. got to the moon, and it was just like a, it was just like your typical airport. I mean, they well, had a, yeah. a, subway a subway there. They yeah. had a DHL shippers well, I, I there. I thought that was kind of cool that they they kind of showed what the near future could look like. Right, more uh, commercialization. Uh, but while he like before he goes, he meets Donald Donald Sutherland's character, Thomas Pruitt, who is apparently a friend of his dad's. Yeah, frenemy of his dad. He's there to keep an eye on Roy, which lasts maybe, maybe 15 20, minutes maybe into the movie. Maybe 15 or 20 minutes. Maybe. Yeah. So they get to, they both get to the moon, and they have to get to uh, Space Command's secret launch facility on the dark side, which... Far side. Far side. It just happens to be dark at the time. Okay. Far side of the moon. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> but... They have to pass... Oh, I mean, technically, there is no... Technically, yes, I know. <laughs> Either way. They have Our to pass through... They have to pass through No Man's Land on the moon, which is full of moon pirates. Dun, dun, dun. But here, it's not just... Oh, don't. Good. Here's the something about that, though, that you can't just completely take away, which I thought they did well. When we do go to the moon, it's going to be like the Arctic. There's going to be probably be a lot of countries vying for who owns this piece, who owns this section, because there, there's got to be minerals on the moon. It's already happened, happening right now in, in the Arctic. Right. Yeah, and that's and they hint at that. They hint at the fact that we go to the Arctic and there is wars and there is fighting between countries over the Arctic. Horse fighting over the resources. Yeah, always, and then yeah. when you get to the moon, China, Russia, the U.S., they're doing the same thing on the moon. And it creates this, this, these conflict zones where anything goes. But, the, like, this is Space Command, basically the Space Force, you know. But they're just, they don't have a space tank or anything to bring VIPs yeah, between Yeah, so cue, their... like, the random encounter, right? So we yeah. gotta get to the secret base. They do. this random encounter. They do, but the space tank had to be sent to Washington for a parade. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Bill. Sorry, couldn't have it. So they're attacked by moon pirates. Yes. Yeah. Right. Well, this isn't sounding like... So... So... Well, like, 20 years ago, I read a little... A thesis, which was that Star Wars had destroyed science fiction in, in movies. Go on. No, but it's true. Don't have any movies or sci-fi. No, no, no. But what it was was, um, and this was the thesis. So I, I'm not saying I believe this, but it got in my head. And so, so I'm watching a sci-fi movie. I'm, I'm usually kind of adding a couple of things up, and because prior to Star Wars. Sci-fi was leaning towards um, space is lonely in 2001, and yeah. the space sucks. I want to kill myself, and the robots are going to kill me, and mm-hmm. it's just nothing good about it at all. Aliens. And then Star Wars turned into this cowboy movie, uh-huh. right? And then after that, they're cowboy movies in That's space. Fair. And that was, that was, to this guy's, that was the death of sci- the sci-fi the right. way he knew it. Well, now... We've had a couple of movies come out last few years, which are a little bit more 
space is lonely and more realistic to yeah what I yeah 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 no no aliens, a, a little closer to like i'm about to go mad because i've been alone so long you know and is this is this one of those because that's what when i read it i went this is this is the opposite death which is we watch too many movies i think where space is lonely and horrible so I'm not going to want to go see that anymore either. Well, there, there's a difference in genre here, though. Because Star Wars is actually a space opera. And, uh... And... Linda, yes. I need a shot of your face. No, <laughs> it is. No, Techni- a, technically... It's an opera that's five, space. Star yeah. Wars, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. to a certain they're extent, even Star operas, Trek. There's, yeah. yeah, there's yeah. space operas. I've read that. Well, Star uh, Trek was... This is sold as a wagon train to the stars. So, and this is firmly in the hard sci-fi category. Yeah. So there's the broader overall umbrella of science fiction as a genre, but there are subgenres within that, as there are within many other the sci-fi operas, sci-fi mm-hmm. fantasies, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Mm. Like crawl. Yeah, but was this oh, one? So yeah. was this one a little bit more? Because it sounded a little more cowboyish than what I had read. Now th- this, no, this, no, this no, is no, hard no, sci-fi. Yeah, as we keep, yeah, as we keep going. This would be hard not. sci-fi. Hard sci-fi is usually based uh, strongly around a cent- a central scientific theme, or uh, h- hard based on uh, sci- uh, the genre. The story is based around. Uh, some scientific principles. Like in this, it would be most, I, I'd guess, mostly around space travel. Like the realities of space travel okay. as we currently understand them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, I think it furthers the, the storyline or the assumption that humans would rather find an easy fix, like extraterrestrials who will teach us how to be better than fix our own friggin' problems. See, but they never even understand, explained and, why we wanted to find them. Exactly. And, and that, I think it was probably just a scientific mission. No, but they, they, the way they open the movie, Ad Astra, with those lines, it says, uh, due to the conditions on Earth, in so many words, this is paraphrasing, humans look to the stars for extraterrestrial life for answers. Answers to what? They had yeah. two key other words, like um, hope and conflict was yeah. kind of involved in the world at that time. Yeah, they're um, looking for hope through extraterrestrials I, and there's I conflict. I felt like there was more hope throughout that movie and, and certain things that would happen as opposed to addressing some of the conflicts. Um, the space pirates kind of showed the conflicts mm-hmm. which we were just talking about. Um, but then they, they didn't really go back to that a whole lot. Um, no, they, they that, didn't. But, but it was one of those things, like, because it was, I mean, in the like you mentioned, in opening scenes, they, they put in some key words there of, you know, what the period was like at that mm-hmm. time and, and hope and conflict were kind of two themes there. And... The, these surges, why it's so critical to stop them, I mean, I feel like I under, could understand that because I've read so many articles that talk about how uh, solar flares, uh, what is it, EM, EMT flaps? EMT impulse. Yeah, those types of things that our, our infrastructure as first world countries are dependent on, mm-hmm. and that's all it takes, and we would be thrown back into the stor- yep. Stone Age. Like, I get that, but for the average moviegoer, um, they may not. Mm-hmm. And that's that's yeah. some pretty abstract. I mean, that yeah, that's one of the problems with hard sci-fi is that you're alienating part of your potential audience. But I don't think so, and I think it goes back to what you said in the writing. It you don't have to alienate. There is a way to slip in context for understanding. 
Well, I think they did talk a little bit about that when they talked about the fact that that those pulses coming from that matter antimatter mm -hmm. drive on that ship not only impacted Earth and killed forty thousand some plus people, mm -hmm. but um, had it not been for the subterranean stuff on Mars, that would have been wiped out as well. Right. And they did come back to that. Yeah. They yeah. Said and the, the reason he was that. using that that spaceship mm -hmm. that was on the back side of the moon was because it was opposite. From where the pulses the, the, were coming, so, yeah. something and I, it survived. Something I actually felt, I also felt that they didn't like use enough was they didn't they didn't really establish any sort of time frame in which the pulses would be like would kill all life in the system. Right. It's true. There was, was it going to be this weeks, months? Yeah, the movie year? really could have used a ticking clock to just like add some sort of tension. That added the suspense, some kind of yeah. counter. 30 days but, left, 15 days and here's left, the thing, 3 days left till yeah. I day didn't zero. get the impression that it was all life, like period, like an asteroid hitting the Earth. I took it as all human life. It's going to blow our infrastructure and we're not going to be able to have all the systems that sustain Mars and the moon because they're going mm -hmm. to be fried. People will lose oxygen and then they'll die. And then all the infrastructure we've created on Earth uh, based on technology is also going to be up and it's going to ultimately kill us as well because we won't have anything left. It's just like this dark look like there you might have one or two survivors unless the environment of Earth is at such mm -hmm. a point that we're all living in biospheres. Mm. And yeah. that's going to kill. Like, I felt like it was more of a human-centric kill-all-life in the solar system because we've colonized locations, not it's going to kill the birds and the cockroaches and the, and, uh, and the, and the, bio, the, the microbiome, things like that. All know. right, well. So, uh, space pirates attack. Yeah, space pirates <laughs> attack. Everybody dies except for those needed to move yeah, the story. Everyone right. dies, basically, yes. except for uh, Brad Pitt's character and Donald Sutherland's character. Only Donald Sutherland's character is wounded. Was he wounded or did I think he, he just like no, he had a heart condition? condition yeah. and he was, was just, too much excitement. He was just had a heart condition and movie so, was too exciting for him. No, it wasn't. This was <laughs> this was Donald Sutherland's out. He had read enough of the script at this point, and He's he like, was nope. ready to exit which, stage right. Which basically after that. He's exited. I don't think we yeah. come back to him. No, no we never all. come back to him. Which like, was a huge disappointment. Yeah, yeah. They, like he asks, he asks about him as they're launching, and as he's like, he's in emergency surgery, and then we forget about him, yep. and he never matters and, again. And here is a here is a character who has a maybe a, an important connection for McBride and his father, who knew right. his father. He, it, he it, knew it, his father and apparently knew him as a kid, but Roy's character never knew him, so he didn't really mean anything it, to it's him. It's true. So, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. It, well, and the, but uh, it was it, a connection that, that was there. Yeah. The connection was there, but then remember, we go back to those psych evaluations. I will focus on the mission to the exclusion Nothing of everything else. Matters. else. Nothing yep. else matters. Yep. But this guy never mattered to him in the first place. Lost opportunity so for Metallica song audience. Right. to be a theme. And like, <laughs> like we were led to believe that this, like the way it was framed up until this point in the movie is like this guy's the guy who's going to be watching him and uh, determining his psychological state to see if he can go on. He's going to be important to the movie going on. And then... Space Pirates messed it up. Space Pirates, and he's out of the movie and hands over a little piece of information that doesn't actually matter later on. Wow. So, yeah, so I'm listening yeah. to you talk, and I'm waiting for somebody now, just from all the verbal information, to pull out the Queen of Hearts. 
and show it to somebody and have them go. I don't remember the name of that movie. And they go, he was the bravest, kindest soldier that I ever worked with. Oh, oh yeah. Um, and and that's here's the, and that's what's interesting because they set that up to Doc uh, with Donald Sutherland's character, like. He obviously respected Roy's father, but something went wrong in that relationship, and he admits that you he was seen a as a traitor. You get a sense of that, but, yeah. But you know, again, you don't get really much more than that. Yeah. All right. So if we're going to, but gonna it doesn't matter because it just moves on. If yeah. we're going to continue comparing this to Star Wars, this is like if uh, w- right before they get on the Millennium Falcon at uh, Tashi Station. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi trips and falls down the stairs and has to stay there sick for the rest of the movie and then we never mention him again. (laughs) But here's the thing. I think we're setting up uh, uh, for our audience a false parallel. Like, there's nothing about this movie that, other than maybe the father-son complex, that they said it, that nothing. Literally nothing else matters. No, this movie does not want to be Star Wars. We're not saying that at all. I know that. I'm just using his parallel to kind of to, for, to create a contrast here. Yes. But I don't think you can compare the two, other than the father-son complex. Yeah, There's nothing the father, else that can part, be right. compared. So it's more like but, contact? Yes. I could see that. Um, maybe. And the fact that there's just... Well, there's actually legitimately extraterrestrials in contact who gave us the information of that one. Interesting. Anyway, so they are they make it to the secret uh, moon launch facility. Well, two of them do. Out of two the of whole... them make it, oh. and you know the rest of them who died don't matter. The moon pirates don't matter. Uh, we saw except some... we saw some family pictures there. The photo of the uh, oh yeah, um, he had family, and we were supposed to care about that. Right. And then he got yeah. shot. Right, in the but then face. it doesn't doesn't matter. Yeah, he's gone now. But positive thing that was a really cool scene with them on the moon like, it was. like going that I, was some I great started to look forward to some uh you know cool things coming forward and uh well like i said let's move on <laughs> yeah. so they they launch and he meets the crew of this shuttle for people whose names i couldn't have been bothered to learn and wouldn't have remembered anyway because they each got exactly one line or so uh, and they head off to Mars for the next leg of his journey. And along the way, they get a distress call from a station. And they go to the station to help out, and everyone on board was murdered by monkeys. No, no, you don't get... There, again, that's not monkeys. It was a surge that disabled the ship. They sent out a mayday. And uh, they only want to send the captain and one other help. Brad Pitt's character is like... Uh, the first mate is about to piss himself to have to go out there to help the captain, so I'll go instead. Well, he didn't want to go in the first place. He was adamant that they had a secret they had a mission, mission that yeah. was important above all. And so I, I was actually kind of wondering at that point, does the rest of the crew understand what's at stake? No. No. That's no. And because so he has no way without having to give up the top secret mission to say, we can't stop for this. This is not Which I mean, time. Space Command really should have, like, he was... Was he the highest-ranking yeah. person? Yes. He was, yes. He did. And that's why they said, Which, the captain said, you, you have every right to take control of this ship if you feel it is necessary, but if you do, you have to tell us why. I mean, I don't really think so. At like, that point, I don't you think just that's pull how rank. things work. At, at that point, you pull rank, and they should be doing what you say. Right. And I don't, I don't know if it was an, an outnumbered like thing there, or... That's not really a need-to-know thing. Like, yeah. 
You don't reveal and secret information. And that should have been explained to the captain of the ship at the time that, you know, he outranks you, this is your this is your mission. But it sounds like this is a standard protocol that, but, and I can see yeah. that how they would do that for safety's sake or to for a psychology check. Um, someone is pulling rank, who's a senior officer. Are they going crazy and having us help do something we shouldn't be doing? Or is this an utmost importance mission. I don't know. It can See, go either way. I don't way. know enough about the about military procedures to know how this would work. And Brad, Brad Pitt's would character be... mentioned that someone else can come by per their routine and check on these people. Can we just yeah right, keep, keep moving going? on? But we have to add some excitement here. So what happens? So <laughs> so they get onto the space station and they space can't find they drama. they make the key mistake. Do not. They split the party. They have two people. <laughs> never they split, split the, party. the party. And predictably, also, you two pay attention. One of them gets killed by a rabid or rabid science experiment baboon. Because this this uh, this ship was supposed to be medical experiments in space, like type of thing where they had uh, mm-hmm. primate twenty a crew of twenty six people who sent out a matey. I still would argue there's probably more people alive somewhere in the ship. But because the captain had to go get his face eaten, literally get his face eaten, by uh, because the ship was disabled by the surge, so you get mm-hmm. the impression that the monkeys got out, and then Brad well, has to ba- abandon, yeah. Yeah. abandon anyone else. And just in case you're wondering, no, this won't matter at all for the rest of the movie. No, so just just this whole conversation of excitement, a horrific. Horrific monkey death. Monkey death thing going on. Uh, None of that matters. We're just going to move on. Keep going. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing to see here. Move along. Nothing to see here. Okay. That that part sounds like somebody let their nephew write part of the script. I I mean, what would a sci-fi movie be without a monkey killing somebody? Or a baboon? And ripping off his hand. Ripping off his hand. Is it it because we have a thing for monkeys in space that we had? I don't... You can't have a sci-fi, like, space movie without a monkey? I don't know, but either way, we, we get to Mars where... Uh, he has to land it because the the the, the first mate. He was a coward to begin with. Which I think, which I think, that scene with the monkeys on the space station and the first officer's reluctance to go over there looked like showed how timid he was. Like he might right. not have been the right person in that. Right, he job. should not have been second in command. Well, of that ship. How did he pass his psych evaluation? Or is it just that there's that lack of excitement in space that? You really don't know who can handle it. Or could be. You can't. Maybe every day is just so. Well, I mean, if you're just like a, if you're just your job is to run the shuttle between the moon and Mars, sh- sure, maybe he's like great at that as long as he's got a good captain and he doesn't have to. Well, a good captain and no technical difficulties or anything. Right. How often do you have to do it? But I mean, technical. Whack. You want someone good in there space to training. handle yeah, there technical be difficulties? For that, right? Yeah. yeah. Maybe I, but... he ran out of space volume. I wouldn't want to fly. That, that yeah, right? yeah. I wouldn't so want to fly on a thing. plane where the first officer is only good as long as everything's working fine. I mean, I hate to tell yeah, you this, but you're probably reason. flying on that plane every time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't want to die in the air. So they make it to Mars, uh, where they have the special laser relay out to where they think that uh, the Lima project is and he gets they have him send off a scripted message there's no response to that yep and then he he's 
starting to break down at this point. Because he's finding out, like, he's he's pissed off because he thinks his father was a hero. And he's starting to realize, no, his father may be some crazy dude. And this conflict of, they're just ruining his reputation because they're looking for answers to the surge. And it's not him. And then he, they have him send another message where he goes off script and maybe gets a response? Did they get a response yeah. to that? Yeah, they, they, they don't tell us what the response yeah, is, but you get the sense it finally, it finally got a message back after his yeah. heartfelt uh, actually giving a little bit of emotion. Because again, he's the calmest guy, except when, when he's giving this message, when he goes off script. Yeah. It you sounds like his heart that, maybe goes yeah. to 81, 82 Yeah, he might have bumped to 81, 82, <laughs> which is pretty extreme for this guy. Yeah. And uh, at he that just point, you can tell he had... He had even though his his father had been gone for most mm -hmm. of his life, um, that he still had that emotional connection with his father, mm -hmm. and and I mean you can see I it mean, in the way that he followed his father's footsteps into space, you know, the mm -hmm. dedication of the mission, that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, hey but dad, I'm here. I'm just like <laughs> he you. talks I'm doing about his memories of his father yep. from being a kid, watching old black and white movies with mm -hmm. him, and which he was see, kind I, enough to show the corpses of his crew. We find out in Neptune. Yeah, yeah, I would. I would kind of argue that he had an emotional connection with his dad, but his dad never had an emotional no, connection with him. No, I would agree with, with yeah, I would agree yes. his, This is like him realizing his it. His dad then. was flawless. I'd like to know his dad's uh, heartbeat, you know, so, in yeah. that situation. Yeah. 25 beats 25, per minute, sir. Yeah. He, he, get, he sends, they send out that message, gets a response, and they're like, nope, okay, you're done here. We're sending you back to... And I, I felt like that could have been handled well. They could have come up with some kind of lie to him yeah. or something. They probably should have, and, given uh, what happens next. Yeah, given what happened next. But, like, before that, he, he like, does another one of those psychological evaluations <laughs> where he just, like, lets it all out at this computer. <laughs> and it's just, like, beep, psychological evaluation. Yeah, he doesn't suggested. even get, yeah, he doesn't even really get through it. Like, it no. stops and, him. Yeah, yeah I, says, you failed. It, no, 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 let's be fair. He actually lets it all out, and he, then his psych evaluation says he passed, but then when he ends up in the room and he's trying to fake it to say, I'm a good, yeah, let's true. go yeah, on the mission, let's go on the mission, then it says, it. nope. They, they, they send him to the relaxation room, the, 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 what was it, the relaxation room, or the... Yeah. Calming room. The calming yeah, room Yeah, so it's that a room full of calming. screens, and it's that got... That was like a bad acid trip. It's got nature Probably videos shrooms. playing. See, this room is specifically not relaxing. It's for crazy people people there's nothing okay, relaxing so about it's it. like all four walls is just like maybe super, the ceiling yeah Fish, maybe the ceiling ocean. too there's one chair in the center and it's just nothing but pictures of like birds and flowers yeah, and nature sounds yeah it was... and it is not relaxing <laughs> no, <laughs> no it is like this is this is where we send you to really like Break your mind. Yeah, I felt like it was more of a brainwashing technique at yeah. that point. Like it had, in there it's some type cracks. of hypnosis. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but he even sweet. hits the wall in there, doesn't he? Like yeah. at one point, he gets frustrated and just slams yeah. the wall. There's nothing it's calming like about actual, that room. Right, there's nothing calming about it. And here's plot twist: the director of Mars, her parents was dun, actually a uh, part of the Lima Project crew, and she had somehow gotten her hands on a classified report that showed there was a mutiny and he, his, uh, Roy's father, had murdered her parents with the rest of the crew mm -hmm. in an attempt to stop the mutiny. Yep. He's like, I purged the innocent with the guilty. 
Yeah, and he's just like also sociopath, no emotion whatsoever. Yep. The I mission, did what is the mission must go on. They wanted to go but home. The mission is not to go home. They were not yeah, strong but, enough mentally. Yeah. The mission is now they have to destroy the Lima project. So they're going to send out that same uh, that same uh, rocket that he came in on with the with the three flawed first the, officer. Yeah, the three remaining crew members and they're going to send them out there with a nuke to blow it up. Yep. And, I mean, that seems like it would have been pretty good. would have worked pretty well. But the director of Mars, uh, Helen Lantos. Yep. Played uh, by Ruth Nega. Mm-hmm. Uh, wants him on the ship. And so she's going to sneak him there via... A, it's like some underwater yeah, tunnel Yeah, like thing. some underwater tunnels on Mars. Yeah, there's just like this manhole out in the no, out of in the middle of nowhere. It conveniently on Mars. goes right to the ship where you yeah. need to be. And okay, this is this is where we start to get a little bit wild and the sci- whatever science they're trying to have for my mind really starts to break down. It's like he it's like 10 seconds to launch and he's just like walking toward he's like walking through the like the pre-ignition sparks mm-hmm. of this rocket to get to the emergency access patch hatch the rocket launches with him basically just hanging on by the way this the this pa- hatch is where the uh um the launch is happening. Like, it's up where you would not... Who thought to put a hatch there? Like, we're going to need that one day. Well, well I mean, I mean space, you got to get out and work on the engine. It well, I mean, you might need it, but you I wouldn't just... need it during the and, launch. And passcoded? Because... Yeah, and his passcode still works? Apparently. So, <laughs> something starts like, going with this process. rocket yeah. launches. He's okay. on the outside of the rocket, you know, just like with all the fire... Hanging on and G's. while it launches. while it's launching, but yes. the moon's got a lot less gravity, so the G's. Probably well, this is Mars, in. but it doesn't. I mean Mars. Once yes. again, it doesn't matter. It's something that's like going going yeah. from zero to a thousand miles per hour in sixty seconds. No, you don't hang on to he, that. Didn't he have a strap? Uh, if he did, <laughs> I didn't see him attach it. Because when he got in, I just don't know how he didn't burn live there for yeah. a minute because again I this saw, is in the jet even engine, if he like, attached it it would have ripped him in half so i don't know if the rest of you s- thought this or saw this but as i'm watching him go through the the water swimming through mm-hmm. the water i'm thinking rebirth because i'm thinking at that point after he's talked to that woman he suddenly realizes that his father is not the hero He's always thought he would be. I, I think it reset okay. his expectations a bit. Because and I thought he was, it was kind of symbolizing, yeah, him being born again and him realizing that, you know, what has my whole life been about following this vision of my father that doesn't really exist. Sure, I, I can accept that, but I also... He can't s- accept him ex- <laughs> get, making it into a spaceship as it's launching. I also have problems with there just being this, like, tunnel of water on Mars for reasons. Uh, he doesn't freeze to death in, or doesn't have any extreme Well, the spacesuit, which is supposed yeah. to be able to withstand spacewalk. Well, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, that I can get. Okay. Yeah, that I, that I don't have a problem with, but we're mm-hmm. talking about, like, Mars, where every drop of water is going to be precious... They've just got a tunnel full of it that leads to. But you're assuming it's water. I don't necessarily think it what was. Else would it have I been? thought they said Some it was an underground fluid. lake. 
Yeah. Well, that they do not exist. They're pretty sure there's permafrost and things like that. But, like, it could have been any type mm -hmm. of equipment fluid, storage tank. Like, maybe that was the, like, fuel tank he's actually pulling through. The big fuel tank. I don't know. I don't know. It I don't Either think I'd come out of a like... fuel tank <laughs> underneath a rocket <laughs> so I, drenched in fuel. I, yeah, I could, yeah, yeah that would have that that yeah. that raised other... <laughs> I, like, I, it was just like the like a tunnel full of water. I don't... Uh, an empty tunnel leading to it, that I can get. So but... the, the, the one excuse for her wanting him on the ship, I will give her, is maybe she looked at the profiles of that crackpot crew and was like, nope, they're not going to succeed. I better make sure. And in sure which case, I that. could accept that. They're all <laughs> she, a bunch of drug addicts. On well, Valium all she's the just time. like, this guy, uh, you know, Roy had to take control of the ship over so it wouldn't crash. And then this crew, they like to pop value because there's space volume. Apparently, the astronauts who like to do this like to right. calm themselves for long trips by taking pills. And, and I think the most hilarious part was every one of them takes the volume except for Roy, who, who takes it and puts it in a pocket to for save, later. for later. Yeah, save it for later. Like you would save ever it need for, it. Yeah. If but, he took a volume, he would be dead because you can't get any lower heart rate than So he's once, once again, this uh, director of Mars, Helen Lantos, she's framed in such a way as you're led to believe she's important. She's not. She drops him on. off. We'll never see or hear from her Doesn't again. Doesn't matter. Moving Although on. it's indicated that she's probably going to be prosecuted, court-martialed, potentially. But we're never going to go back. Is. Executed. We don't know. We don't know. Well, space is lonely anyway. I don't know if that matters. But uh, right. well, point. actually, since we're on this subject, <laughs> he's just gotten onto the ship. He's. They've launched. He's, he's in. And he's gone through the birth canal. And, <laughs> yeah, yes. and the people in there he's, are like, he has been hey, what are you doing here? And he's like, I'm not here to do anything. And then he kills them all. No. Well, them no, all. not that. Oh, that's that's a bit, wrong. That that's, is a that's bit. strong, but everybody dies. But yeah. Yeah. everybody dies I mean, he gets pretty much the because ship. of his actions. They are ordered, the crew on the ship is ordered to take him out. Mid-launch. By the way, this is not like they're in space and they're, they're no. just no. kind of cruising right on now. Their way to orbit. This is during launch. This yeah. all happens very quickly. So, so they, jump, they mm -hmm. jump into action to go kill him and the... And right as the, the the woman that's closest to him about is about to reach like him, phase two of launch kicks yeah, in. Yeah, the second stage booster kicks yep. in and floors the rocket up. And of course, she's not secured to anything, so she slams into the maybe maybe they pop the volume a little bit too early. Her yeah. and doing. her head splits like a ripe watermelon. Right, yeah, yes. and breaks her neck. Uh, the other guy who gets pissed off and wants and wants to help her tries to take a piece off of the ship, ship a Sharp, ship, stabby thing. Yeah, yep. and like like a lot of spaceships the, have time but, to get stabbed. But the captain, who's got a space gun and can't fire for shit, shoots his own crewmate in the head. Well, and, and let's face it, this guy's probably shaking in his boots. He couldn't aim and hit the broadside of a barn. Right, and so he's going to be the one that picks up a weapon right, and starts firing in the right, ship right. during and a then launch? they hit a capsule of just, like, poison toxic gas. Toxic air or something? Toxic air, warning toxic air. Because should just be left somewhere where it can get bumped and kill And punctured. And, yeah. and Brad Pitt, who's still in the spacesuit, he's, he's fine. fine. He tries to put air on the first mate to get him to live. And he's like, breathe. And, and Meanwhile, he's telling him this whole time, like, I'm not your enemy. I'm not yeah. here to be hostile. But the crew's got their mission. You know, stop yeah. your And his heart rate's still at probably right. 50. His, yeah. but his heart rate might actually be lower because he's already <laughs> yeah. been through the whole yeah. ape fiasco. Yes, he's right. falling off the thing. The right. Yeah, he's already. very relaxed. This is, this is easy. So, right. This is nothing just, for him. Just to summarize, he 
invades the ship, and whether he he does it himself or not, all the crew is now dead. And his message to Space Command, hey, sorry about that, as he launches their bodies into space. Yeah, I didn't just, mean to. I'm going to take care of the mission. I'm going to kill my father. Right. The mission disabled. must go on. You gave me a top secret mission. I'm still here to do it. Mission Unfortunately. Priority. Sorry about the collateral damage. The scrubs, were never, these scrubs were never going to be able to do it anyway. Right. Sorry yeah. that everyone assigned to me up to this point to either escort me or take me wherever has now died. But I'm still here and the mission must go on. By the way, less than 80 beats per minute. <laughs> you know, so, just, right. and here, here's I've another bit where like it broke down for me because it took his dad years and years to get out to Neptune, right? No. 16 years. Yeah, it took No, him, it took his It took him 16 years to get there and then it was several decades after that that he was gone. No, I didn't take that that way at all. Like he years. he left when Roy was 16 years old. No. Yeah, no. Well, the trip out there took years, right? 16 years. It took a long time. And then he makes it there in... 76 days. 76 days. Well, yeah, because they've got... Because it's been 30 years. They've got new tech here. So it says... This is on their their website. Paranoid Thriller in Space. It follows Roy McBride. uh, Unforgiving Solar System. They covered the truth about his missing father and his doomed expedition that now... 30 years later, threatens the universe. Yeah, he's been out there for 30 years by himself, but I don't think it took him 16 years to get to Neptune. No, I'm pretty sure it took him that long uh, to get yeah. there because that at sublight speeds, that trip would take that yeah. long. It would take a long time. And I think in the, in the subsequent intervening time, we've made advances in rocket technology. Have we? Because they never explained Yeah, because it took him 80 days to get there from Mars. 79 days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fine, Should have been nine months if he was going to be reborn. <laughs> oh, no, he's already reborn. Oh. In the movie, did he came, he emerged like from the amniotic fluid. Still, yeah. I didn't, I didn't buy the whole like. It, it's gonna. It took him 16 years to get out. Like, if they would have just mentioned, oh, we have this prototype rocket that goes real fast, and it'll get you there. So much faster than his clunky old thing with the special antimatter engine. Right. It wasn't an antimatter engine though. I thought it was an antimatter um, power source for no. communications. I think, yeah, I think that's right. Mm-hmm. I think okay. You're right, Jenna. Either way. Either way. Either I mean, way. That was part that. Or well, it could I don't know, but, but sometimes with the space stuff, one guy's sixteen years is another guy's seventy-six days. As you approach the speed of light, yeah. No, no, that makes sense. It could have been sixteen years on Earth, Earth but, but it's only, seventy-six days. And he's only he's only been gone three months in his own time. Yeah, father. No, that works. <gasps> Which would have made Liv Tyler way older when he gets with her later. I mean, maybe that might explain the end of the movie, which we'll get to when we get to it. Uh, anyway. Well, yeah, no, but that's in all the sequence, which is where I think the film is a little bit more successful to show how space travel would wear on people, is the fact that he's alone, he's recognizing, he's having flashbacks to he's a failed relationship with his wife, um, maybe probably ex-wife, and he's it, watching messages from her, how she's talking about how distant he was, and how she's having her mm-hmm. own life, 
and she wants to know what's yeah. wrong. Yeah, I guess this doesn't make sense now if we take time dilation into it. Anyway. But yeah, it really slowed down here. Like, even my own heartbeat just... I mean, this is the part of the movie where you actually take a nap in. Like, I, yeah, I feel like I feel like this is where you doze off. Because it's like, he's in space for 78 days, getting to, or however long, to get out to Neptune. And they try to make and it feel it, like a good 78 days. Yeah, you, they, they do a good job of making you feel like, okay, this would be incredibly boring. So, and you know what? If they wanted us to... F I, I could have passed on that experience. They could have just told me it was going to be 78 days. 78 days? Show him, like, show him with the... Yeah, just show him with the beard. Full like, on you know, crazy right, beard. And then just were there instead and he's like, of... like, wow, that was hard. Instead of, we want to share with you what yeah. this experience is going to be like because I didn't want that At experience. least, well, At I least think... show him hitting all that Vicodin that they probably have oh, stacked right? in the ship. So is this a, do they do something like the Rocky montage? Except it's really boring. Yes. Yeah. Right. Well, but here's and the no thing. Music. Here's <laughs> right. thing. No, they didn't even have him exercising. No, he was just uh, kind of. Oh no, oh no, he did like attach. Uh, he was like attaching some electrodes and stuff. Yeah. What was with that feeding tube? That was gross. It was why? literally inserted like right. No, but yeah, why? yeah. Like. Unless he's recycling he, his own nutrients he, back uh, into him through there. Like he attached some electrodes to it that was like. Working out his muscles, yeah. To prevent the atrophy. Which actually, I, that was like, oh, that's yeah, like, that's sense. a neat yeah. detail. That uh, that would be a way to do that. I think it's supposed to give us some more emotional depth to the character, though. That's why they you tried to use this through the flashbacks, through the degrading um, awareness of reality, trying to face his father's issue, like his daddy issues, that type <laughs> of thing. Well, and I think at one point in the film, they said that the the real enemy up here in space is not people or a thing it's the endless void right and, and it's meant yes. to kind of bring that home and and i think it almost in a way helped him get into his father's head and understand how his father could have had that break being out there away from humanity i mean his father went out there looking for alien contact and in the process i think was alienated from the rest of humanity. Yeah, he was. Al he also went out there broken and yeah. broke even more. But anyway, we get. He finally gets to Neptune, makes it to uh, makes makes it to the station, and the station is all corpsey, lots of corpses just like floating around because his dad doesn't clean anything up. I guess <laughs> too much effort. <laughs> I mean. But it's kinda... maybe he talks to those bodies. You know, hey, how you doing today? <laughs> that would have that well, would have actually been interesting. They're all like yeah, it would, the corpses are all just like sitting at tables, posed. Yeah. No, but they're just floating because you know they're sealed in a space tube, and he left them there. Yeah. Like you do. What? But he plays them black and white films. If you noticed. Yeah. yeah. Which, Which is about actually, to connect us to what he used to do with Roy. Right. Roy I, I know, about. yeah, and but it did. That was an honest, a, an actually creepy part. I was like, okay, uh, <laughs> if that would have been me, I'd have been like, I, you know what? I don't need to see my dad. I'll just like put this on the outside of the hole yep, here, we're just and I'm gonna take the wall. Get on out of here. But I thought the 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 whole black and white, his obsession with black and white white movies things went to the way he sees the world black and white you're on the mission or you're not uh, yeah and that's fair you are reading a lot of symbolism I think there is movie. a lot of symbolism in no, it. I think that's it's a far deeper I, movie I feel like you have to look into that look into that because yeah. that's the only thing you could really 
<laughs> that's, that's the only the thing, thing you give me. Symbolism is the only thing you've got. Which is why I feel like, okay, if this is going to be a symbolism-heavy film, if they did a lot of cuts, then all it takes is one scene or two scenes. Probably would have been three or four scenes with this I, film. I might, so little if else. there was an extended version of the movie, I might subject myself to that. Yeah. Under just, the just influence? Just to see... Uh, Maybe twice. <laughs> Not under the influence and under the influence. Okay. Just see where ah. it lands. So, anyway, he meets his dad, and his dad's yeah. crazy. An asshole. And an asshole. Who t- basically says, I knew I was leaving my wife and my son. And I didn't care. Because shit, the mission, priorities. Yeah, and I didn't care, and I, and I don't care about you or her. Yeah. I never did. Uh, and so that Which, was a touching reunion. Uh, but not really. But that's where I think the sociopath level, his father's like, actually, you're a hard ass, probably crazy like me. We could have accomplished a lot. Now you're valuable to me. Yeah. And imagine all the great things we can do out here. And I think that's, really. this is where I see the Star Wars parallel in the father-son thing is that the dad is obviously an asshole who doesn't care about his son, but yet the son is still going to try to save him and redeem he believes he can be redeemed and brought back to humanity unless he's well, bringing him back the for father's justice like, please join us on the dark side and right. we can do all these right. wonderful things exactly exactly yep mm. nail on the head chris that's what i saw mm. so anyway go ahead but so, his father would rather die yeah so he uh, roy gets his dad kind of in the spacesuit kind of, and is like okay we're going home now we're going home and then the senile uh, old asshole. <laughs> and then he, his dad, just like as they're getting ready to, they're on the outside okay, of the spaceship. So once again, his plan to get back to his own spaceship shouldn't have worked with him. Definitely wouldn't have worked with him towing along a, a ninety-year-old Tommy well, Lee they'd Jones. Well, if they'd have, you know, hugged together, on the other side of the plate. On the other side so, of the plate. So this they was his. Made it. But that priest priest yeah. supposes that the father would have gone along with it. Which yeah. He was he reluctant did. at best through the whole thing. So he kicks them off the space station into, like, tumbling into space. No, 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 he didn't kick them off. Because there was obviously another plan in place, and Tommy Lee Jones kicks them off and then pulls his son with him accidentally because they're tethered together. Right. I'm pretty sure he did that on purpose. Like Tommy Lee Jones did that on purpose, but not yeah. Brad Pitt. yeah. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Yeah. Tommy Lee Jones kicked them off the space yeah. station, and he definitely meant to get them like both floating Not out into space. Not both of them. No, he wanted his he wanted his son to let him loose, and he was hoping that that umbilical would break. And okay. it didn't. It snagged him, but then he had to be. Oh, okay. You need to let me go. You need to let me go. He didn't want to take him with him. He just wanted to. He yeah, because no matter what, he wasn't going back. He right. He wanted to die alone in space. The mission failed. Yeah. Which, he'd rather have the failed he'd mission and die. die in space. Yeah. yeah. So he. So uh, Brad Pitt cuts his dad loose and goes back to the space station. But now his dad has royally fucked him. Clear rating. I mean, um, and, this uh, never had a clear rating. I think we started off with fucks today. <laughs> <laughs> and by the end of this movie, I had no fucks left to give. So. Exactly. Zero. Zero fucks. Did, anyway. did he have so, a mother through all of this? Yes. I assume he did, but it we sounds, never saw her. Yeah, and it sounds like she was and sick and... Wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, because well, heart, heart rates per minute. And um, <laughs> so now, uh, because there was another surge, the shuttle that... Brad Pitt used to even get to the station was zapped out and wasn't usable. So he, 
Brad Pitt gets back to the space station of the Lima project and is like, I have Neptune rings between me and the ship that's orbiting, so I'm going to take a panel off the ship and launch myself through the rings. By to, sight. To get myself yep. to the ship. Just going to eyeball course. that there and yeah. uh, just go. Well, and it's it's actually more complicated than that because it'd be one thing to be standing on the Lima ship, right? And you're trying to go through Neptune's rings to hit your ship, which is also in orbit about the planet. Which, thankfully, you can see. Yeah, which you can see. And so it'd be one thing to be standing there to calculate your trajectory. Maybe you give it a little bit of you know leeway. And then you fire your rockets and go. But that's not how this is going to work with him. He's actually standing on a rotating piece of antenna section, <laughs> whirling him around at 360 well, degrees. Yep. And at the right point, he's going to launch himself off of that antenna towards the rings. You, yeah, using this like piece of metal as a shield as he goes through the ring, the, the rings, and like you know would happen in space. He just things just like hit him, and he just keep, keeps going straight through. And he's fine. And somehow he... never hit something big enough to launch him off course or anything like right. that. Yep. Just, right. And he just kind of plowed right well, through Well, even there. a little thing should have knocked him off yeah. course. Like, he should have he should have hit the first he, one he and started tumbling. He could operate, right? Yeah. So I was surprised yeah. they, they could have had more they, excitement there. They could right. have. And using they the jetpack and getting knocked off course, trying to get back. I mean... Yeah. Star Trek's done a better job yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. Some of the recent movies of them using right. jetpacks. And then he get gets back to his ship and hits it at a really high speed that you think maybe should have injured him, but it doesn't. And he, like, slides tumbles, along. Tumbles, tumbles, tumbles. Tumbles, tumbles, along his ship. Scraping and manages along to the side of the ship. And as stops at the exact point where the entrance hatch is and just goes in. I don't know that he stopped right at that he point. He did. Yeah, he stops there and then it basically shows him getting himself together and opening the hatch right yeah. Yeah. That right was there. straight out of gravity. That's exactly how gravity was. <laughs> yeah. Real, I never Sandra actually Bullock. saw Gravity. What? So. I didn't either. Don't. Neither did I. <laughs> I heard the most realistic thing about Gravity was right. Sandra Bullock's hair in space. I am I am there you go. I am doubly horrified now because these three people who have lived in Omaha for arguably oh, I seen Gravity either. either their whole life. <laughs> their I already told life, you I'm not or, Omaha, sir. Or for a good part sir. of their life. <laughs> not only now do I realize they haven't seen Gravity, but they've never been to Big Fred's Pizza. <laughs> and I mean that is just like an anathema to me. I can't well, we I can't understand that. That, that is I like an Omaha fixture. <laughs> so anyway. He's back on the I ship. Digress. I have had Big Fred's pizza though. Oh. Mm -hmm. Thanks. He's back on the ship and he he, he radios <laughs> back to Space Command that uh, he has planted the nuke and He's on his way back to Earth. Mission complete, by the way, people. Mission, this this yep. is all that mattered the whole night. And this nuke's going to stop Mission the surges. Complete. Yeah. Because it's going to blow, blow up the anti Oh, which Tommy Lee Jones says the surges. Here's what's even more fucked up. You think that the surge is because his father has had some crazy insight, and he's like, humanity must end. No, it's just an accident caused by the, by the mutiny. And he's been trying to fix it. He's been trying to fix and stop the surges, but it's... It, it was an accident because of how whatever the crew did to try and mutiny to go back, it's created the surges. Right. So now, having known that it was an accident, does does his opinion of his father change no. much? Doesn't matter. He's dead still now. Still murdered he killed, people. He still murdered people, but it was yeah. for the mission. 
Well, yeah. he's having and the I, same experience. He's had the same just to exact get out there. experience. And right. it would have been a whole lot more interesting it, from a story standpoint if he would have gone crazy. But actually, think, yeah, if he came back to maybe he crazy like, or something. If he like found alien life and it had just like driven him nuts. Yeah, but I think it, I, I think that but, whole mission. He came and, out less broken. Yes, his and father I, went out there and broke. Yes, and he actually became stronger. And I think so, that. He makes that point when they're both on the Lima ship and he's talking to his father about going home and his father's saying, I can't go home, I haven't found, we have, we've found nothing. And he says, no, he said, you found that what matters is that our connection to each other, we are all we have. Um... You're adding the, the connection thing. It wasn't even that complicated. You're paraphrasing because what he basically said was, I failed. And he said, no, you didn't. You've shown us we're all we've got. Yes, right. Yeah, and, you, and he answered a question exactly. that they were trying to figure out. And they, right. that, that humanity is all we've got. Yeah. But right. you can read it the way of the sun. He was too broken to realize that the mission was accomplished. That, that yeah. was okay. Yeah. I, I appreciated that part. The, the next part, though... Uh, so he radios back and says he's on his way back, and he's going calmly, to mind you, calmly, calmly radios. He's back. probably at sixty-five beats per minute. the explosion as his primary accelerant. <clears throat> he's going to let the nuclear bomb explode on his ship, and that's Not on going his to, ship. I, I well, have problems with ship. this. Well, it's he's the. The explosion is going the to... The murdered cruise ship. But he does ignite his own engines to get going. But he realizes. He's too close to the explosion. He can never get away from it in enough time anyway. So he's hoping that the explosion will push him, push, give him he's a push not, rather than destroy him. He's not like he says he's going to use it, which yeah. yeah. And if it that's works, not great. If how not, any peace. starship would be like engineered. It's not a, nuclear explosion wouldn't. It would destroy him, not push him. It's not yeah. It's not a propelling force. It's yeah. a destructive one. Yeah. But, I mean, it would propel no matter what, but it could destroy him. And, right. And then we fast the process, forward yeah. through all the time. It, and, like, he obviously aims himself perfectly because... Right, and the explosion somehow doesn't knock him off course again. And no, it just sends him right to where he yeah. wants and to go. And because somehow Earth is going to be in its point in its orbit that it can line up and, and receive him versus yeah, just, being on the other side of the sun. We, we fast forward through all this and fast forward through the intervening... Uh, more than a hundred days or whatever between him and getting somehow to Earth. his oxygen lasts, somehow his food lasts. But then again, it was supposed to be food for three to four people. So each way, and hey. then he killed them. Hey. Yeah, you know <laughs> what? This so, all worked out. So he get uh, like uh, the next thing we see is his pod ejects from the ship, and he's going down to Earth, lands, and the people greet, like are there to take him out, and everything's fine for him. And that's no court marshalling. That's he, it, people. That's, see, that's it. Would have been cool if he'd gone blind. I mean, not not only. Does, <laughs> I'm just saying. But, but they hint that I'm he gets back that. with his ex-wife. Yeah, they, they, there's a scene. He's at a bar and he's kind of watching the TV or whatever, and then his ex-wife shows but up. But time dilation. Showing if a it's only been so many days for him, but it's been like it. two decades on Earth. Well, I'm just saying. He should be old. I'm just saying. Rather than father and son, they really do need a sci-fi movie. Where the the guy, Oedipus, due to some time light speed dilation <laughs> thing, meets his mother, murders his father, and then pokes his own eyes out. Um, <laughs> okay. I need an adult. 
But uh, <laughs> I, I've heard Interstellar addresses time dilation. Yeah. You have you seen I it? I have not watched it yet. You I have? Watched, I have not either. Uh, yeah. What about that? I don't know what it is about the avoiding great. those. Yeah. The music's great. And, and, and to mix it things up. Awesome. And to really mix things up. That's more of a daughter-father relationship. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. But not in a Europa kind of way. No. So, um, but yeah, so it's, there was a lot of things that they were trying to do. They didn't put enough emotion to make you not care about the science fact violations, but, um, and so that's what brought it down. But I mean, if nothing else, there were spaceships, pretty, pretty space scenes and planets were beautiful cinematography. A good spot in the middle for a nap. I like the music. Yeah, good spot for a nap. Mm, I so. think there was uh, enough action to keep it going, keep you interested. There, Even it, if part of that action was written and never mattered again. The, the last third really kind of died off there in yeah. the movie, and then it picks up at the last few minutes, just so you can make sure you're awake to walk out during the credits. So, <laughs> so, so uh, the final Galactic Driftwood recommendation, uh, wait for it on Netflix. And <laughs> Jenna's recommendation. Harsh, but I would say go accurate. to the theater, Harsh, see it. Harsh, but go to the theater, see it. You're gonna tell people to spend yes. their money on it. Yes, no. I liked it. I liked it. If How dare you? I would you? say spend the, money, spend the money. on it you? If you want the big screen uh, experience. cinematography experience to, to hear the score, how it's meant to be heard. Yes, uh, especially if you don't have a good home audio setup. Uh, the score was something to kind of take I'll home a little bit. And I thought uh, Brad having the big But see it on Five Dollar Tuesday. Yes, yeah, see it on Five Dollar Tuesday. Too. This is hmm. this is a Five Dollar Tuesday or any movie. other kind of discount yeah. movie for sure. Seth, if you got a gift card, yeah. your take. No. Ask for a gift card. Yes, Not, give it a pass. So and Charles didn't see it. So three yeah. out of four who saw yeah. it say no. Wait for the Netflix or the Five Dollar Tuesday. All right. I mean, there's better things to watch on Netflix too. Hmm. So, yes, I'm very sad. I'm very Unfortunately, sad. Well, it'll sad. be this will this will be a good movie to watch alongside Gravity someday. Hmm. Someday, when you're in your retirement home. Keyword. Just saying. Just saying. Keyword on the someday there that that may or may not What's happen, the, and it doesn't. The third matter. movie that I haven't seen that I don't. Uh, I mean, maybe if there is a director's cut, I might see that on Netflix. Well, and that's what I said. Yes, I Linda. Might, that might yes. be Linda. Might. I'd, I'd say see it only because I think Brad Pitt's going to be up for an Academy Award. No, he's going to be up an Academy Award yeah. once know, upon a time in Hollywood. Both. Not this film. No. I think if, if he does it, film. if you're interested in knowing why, see the film. If he was going to be uh, awarded anything for it, see the film. Make the judgment. He's call for be, yourself, but trust I mean, us, it's it's hard. He's going to be awarded for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood before this. Do you really yeah. actually need to see a lot of the movies that are up for Academy Awards? It's right. some, I think. Some, I think. Um, we usually try to see yeah. them all because then then you figure out what is your favorite. So you can well, what and, the and politics I'm of that are. nature. So regardless of reviews and regardless of what we say here, I'm of the mind that I like to go see every movie that I possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I like to make that judgment for myself. What was my experience in seeing it? Yeah. Uh, especially in the theater versus seeing it on like a Netflix or something like that. Because honestly, when I'm watching something on Netflix, I'm only kind of half paying attention unless yeah. I'm really vested and sit down. I could be on my phone or something, but in the theater. And yeah, now your switch. Yeah, or my switch. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but uh, you know, I'm I'm of the opinion. So especially if, if it's if it's going to be talked about in regards to reward awards and things like that for actors, I'll make the effort to go see the movie because mm-hmm. I want to see what that what that talks all about. Do I agree with that or not? I don't right. I don't go off the reviews a whole lot. Yeah, see, I've only got X number of dollars to spend on movies in any given year. So make and it I, count. Ad Astra is not like, one to make it count on. Though. Yeah, just, that's that was my experience though. That's that's where I went to go see. I could have not yeah. gone and just. And I read some of the reviews, but that's not that's not my nature. So yeah, I, I have I <laughs> have a like uh, instinct. I, 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 I will say the the, the couple of reviews that I read, um, I don't think they covered it the way we did. Yeah. So as usual, there was something missing in the reviews. So you like our so, reviews? Well, I mean, well, I you, you, <laughs> you added some some. Additional context. Yeah, yeah. I still, I father son things been overdone. Well, I like the way I thought about it is that like this is a a story that has not only been done before, but seemed like it had been written for a different context, and they just decided to toss in space stuff to make this to sell it. I think parts of it kind of reminded me of Apocalypse Now. No, not enough destruction to make you hate humanity enough. You you might hate the individual characters, but there's not enough context to make you go, humanity sucks and it deserves to die. I could have gone for more of that in the movie, more of the tragedies and stuff going on on Earth. That is driving you into Showing space. people have conflict there. Yeah, if they would have still... maybe made the... The scene, the scene where they responded to the distress call, I actually, like, shown us some of what they were researching in that space and, station. And that's what I would hold up hope for on, like, a director's cut, where they yeah. added some scenes in well, there. Did they have any background conversation? Because just what would have been fun, I think, from hearing all this, mm-hmm. for me, is the people that are in the background deciding to send this psychopathic guy because he's a psychopathic guy <laughs> to go kill his psychopathic father See, and make him keep it and that would be a fun conversation yeah. with all the military yeah they're like dude his heart rate doesn't go above 80 he could totally kill he his can father do it. for us he yeah, can do they it didn't, they didn't, like there's a reason they didn't we send this... him to go kill his father no they sent him they to try and make an emotional him to make a contact to bring him out. Which well, that, that person should be fired. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't Another get thing bonus. is yeah. they, they had to send him to Mars. Like, they had to send him personally to Mars to, like, send this thing out that they had a script written for him. They just could have recorded it on a USB drive and That's sent right. that out to Mars. Well, yeah, that's yes. true. They went through a whole lot of effort for him to send Well, a here's the thing. They don't know how he would have responded because we never hear the response. Maybe he said, fuck off, son. I don't want to talk to you. Or he could have been like, talk to me more, son. And they needed and, him and there to respond to And I would have appreciated knowing what that the... message is. Well, but in they which look, case, they, leave they us still could have done it. Because right. Right. They, 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 they have, have Skype, these... right? They have Skype Well, they've got... Point. If like the dis- <laughs> the distance between Mars and Neptune is way bigger than the distance between Mars and Earth, yeah. So all they would have had to do is like set up two of these secure right, laser connections, out. and they could have just like talked with a uh, uh, a given like uh, time delay. Or could they have? There well. Was- they couldn't because they said so much of the infrastructure on Earth had been destroyed. That's why they needed to use Mars because it was underground. That's true with the surges yeah. and stuff like that. Mars was underground and, and it was protected. So that was the only... They, they, could have, they could have dived into that a little bit more and shown... 
They could have shown some of the devastation yeah, that had happened on Earth. Yeah. Other than the body count. Well, I have a, an instinct, and Linda can confirm that we've probably gone a little bit long for this yeah. podcast. So maybe we go to final question. Now that we've got the future of uh, the rest of the movies for fall and winter of 2019, what are we all looking for? Chris. Everything. Everything? All the things? I need, I need more. You glutton. I need more that's not a reboot. I need mm. more that's yes. not a remake or anything like that. Um, I want to see some more original quality movies, some original stories. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, I see too much of that out of, you know, your Netflix and your your Hulu and your HBO or is coming out with original content. Or video games. Or video or games, you know. Completely. That's, yeah. that's where I'm at. So there's nothing in and not one thing in particular. I'm looking for something unique. Oh, I don't even know how to, after, yeah, but that's exactly it. No more, I don't want to, well, no more superhero movies for a little bit. Yeah, I don't need to um, those 15 years in the making. Well, where, where, uh, where, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, but yeah, I, would, I want different. I don't care, and I also, I'm almost had it with the Star Trek reboot stuff, too, because... It's just too. There, there's been too much. Charles doesn't care about your hate. He'll say it. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's not. It's not the Star Trek thing itself. It's that there have been promises and then they take it away and promise and then you never. Uh. You want someone to follow through with. And I don't want to. I want to just. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to hear about uh, the drama of who owns Star Trek. <laughs> mm. All right. I don't. I don't. That's not my thing. So. Right. But yeah, I'd rather have it be fresh plots, fresh characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's nothing that you've seen a trailer for that makes you go, that's going to be great. Well, I think then they cancel that season of The Tick on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know. That's been the problem. I, I think I've the some of the original content and some of the other uh, on the... Uh, Prime and stuff has been much better than going to yep. a movie. Yeah. yeah, I mean it has. That's that's where a lot of my stuff has been lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, the boys. We we needed. To talk yeah, about the, bo- the boys. Yeah, we need some to talk more. About the boys. Some more. We did last. Oh, but not this podcast. It's not out yet. All right, no. your take. Um, I'm looking forward to see Rise of Skywalker. I'm pretty mm-hmm. excited about that. I am too, actually. And uh, mm-hmm. really excited for um, season three of the Expanse to come back mm-hmm. on. You mean season four? Season four, yeah. Season four, right. Yes. More Expanse. Yes. On Amazon now. So, yeah, no, those are things that I'm space movie. really space looking series. forward to. So, Noted. Um, Seth? Yeah. Uh, I am cautiously optimistic for the new uh, Terminator movie, Dark Fate. Cautiously optimistic. Cautiously. The trailer looks good. I, I'm hoping that they just decide to do a new, go in a new direction with it and kind of fix their problems with the timeline. Cautiously. Very cautiously. Hmm. It could be good. could okay. be terrible. I mean, the odds are it's going to be bad. But maybe it'll be good and they actually figure things out. They become... Jenna, what are you looking at forward to? With a computer. Uh, also, I'm still. I'm also looking forward to the new uh, uh, Star Wars. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean the rise of Skywalker. I mean, there's a lot of questions they have to answer, and I I'm a little scared that they're not going. They're they're gonna rush it. Mm. So I I want answers. I want the characters. I need some. I need some resolution. 
But uh, I know it's already out, but I haven't seen it yet. I'm The biggest thing I've been looking forward to this season is It Chapter 2. Mm. I know it's horror, I know it's not sci-fi, but... Um, it's, it's been, it's it's been one of the few Stephen King novels that they have adequately represented on film. Uh, I agree with that, because we watched the first one. Yeah, and, and it was, was... That actually got me re-engaged a little bit back into it's horror, the polar, scary films. It's the polar opposite of Ad Astra, where you emotionally care about these <laughs> characters, and they're flawed. And, <laughs> like, I just think about the character of uh, Richie, who's the from the actor from Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. And just, he's that asshole kid who would just, could not stop just saying shit either about his dick or about your mom. And you're like, yeah. I hope a I clown need you to kills be serious. you. Yeah. I yeah. need you to be serious. Because we all knew those kids in middle school. Okay, what about uh, Zombieland 2? Uh, I'm cautiously optimistic. I have no expectations. Uh, Woody Harrelson has really developed, and I don't know if it's the weed, but him as an actor makes me really happy. And I need to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, because even though that has nothing to, to do with our actually. genre that yeah. we care about, it's an polar opposite really Brad Pitt. Yeah, mm -hmm. I've heard it's amazing. Well, the, so the Joker's coming around too, right? Uh, yeah. Isn't that out right now? It, it is out, out right now. It's out now. So <sighs> that's. I don't know how I feel about it, but again, it's it'll be one that I go I, see. Because uh, I have to go see it. Maybe, maybe I'll go see, see it. With, maybe, maybe we can go see that one together. Yeah, I, we'll figure I, that out. We'll I know it's that. one that my wife isn't interested in, which would leave me having to see it alone, and I still don't know how I feel I'm about it. I'm a guy that has gone to the theater a lot of times by myself because I will just go see it, regardless of mm -hmm. who's interested. I'll, I'll have to go see it. Well, now, I, I've, I've had the kind of the wish that they would explore in general in this movie that you guys are talking about. Uh, is that Astros? Sounds awful for this, but um, <laughs> well, that the exploring the bad guy, mm -hmm. the flawed bad guy, and getting you to care about them. Mm -hmm. I uh, I'm still interested in seeing a little more of that from from people, unless it's going to be like at Astra. Not that he's a bad guy necessarily, but he's a, a character you don't care That's... about. Just the thing is, like, the part of the Joker is that you don't know where he can't, comes from, and he's so crazy that you he can't relate maybe, to him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's that's how the Joker, like, is how I've understood him up to this point, and I just don't know if they can, like, if it, like, without Batman, is it just going to be about some crazy guy who puts on clown Unless makeup? Unless he's in the background. Will he be the Joker? There's, there's one way to figure that out. And we I know, and I <laughs> don't want to go see it, but I will. And I'm also kind of uncomfortable because the impression from the trailer is you're talking about someone who appears to possibly be on the spectrum. Mm. And I'm not sure... How yeah. that's going to play? Yeah, I just I don't know. Yeah. You can't right. keep them in the scientist role the whole time. No, no, and that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. And on that... A uh, dark note of to be continued on our impression of the Joker or whatever crazy film sci-fi happens and horror happens to throw at us. Uh, I think that calls think it. We'll Bill. wrap it. So, all right. Well, thank you all for watching another episode. Uh, hope you'll tune in next time. We'll have some more exciting stuff to talk about. Take care, y'all. Bye. 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 Like and subscribe. All the things. Subscribe. <laughs> Do it. Leave now. us a five-star review, please. Please. Do it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. 
For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.